0: Section fifty eight of Wagner the Werewolf by George WM Reynolds. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. CHAPTER fifty six Part one It was night, and Ferdinand was pacing the sand with even greater agitation than he had manifested during the cruel scene of the evening. He was alone on the seashore, and Nisida slept in the hut. Terrible thoughts warred in the breast of Wagner. Nisida's language had astonished and alarmed him. He was convinced that Satan himself had inspired her with those ideas, the utterance of which had nearly goaded him to madness. She had insisted on the belief that he was acquainted with the means of enabling her to return to Italy, and yet Nisida was not a mere girl, a silly, whimsical being, who would assert the wildest physical impossibilities just as caprice might prompt her. No, she really entertained that belief, but without having any ostensible grounds to establish it." such an impression could only have been made upon her mind by the fiend who seeks to entangle me in his meshes," murmured varden to himself as he paced the strand the demon has failed to tempt me as yet thrice has he failed and now he musters all his force to assail me-to assail me too in the most vulnerable points but o oh heaven give me strength to resist the dread influence thus brought to bear upon me what course can i adopt what plan pursue if tomorrow must witness a renewal of that scene which occurred this evening, I shall succumb, I shall yield. In a moment of despair I shall exclaim, Yes, Nisida, I will sacrifice everything to acquire the power to transport thee back to Italy. And I shall hurry to yon mountains, seeking their wildest defile, Shall invoke the enemy of mankind and say, Come, Satan, I give thee my soul in exchange for the illimitable power thou offerest and thus will be the terrible result the fearful catastrophe big drops of agony stood upon ferdinand's brow as he uttered these words he saw that he was hovering on the verge of a fearful abyss and he trembled lest he should fall so intense was his love for nisida at one moment he thought of the soothing vision full of hope and promise which had occupied his slumber in the morning at another he pondered on the tears the prayers and the threats of nisida conflicting thoughts were indeed sufficient to urge him on to a state of utter despair his eternal salvation and the happiness of her whom he loved so tenderly were placed in such antagonistic position that they raised a fierce a painful an agonizing warfare in his breast now he would fall upon his knees and pray and pray fervently for strength to continue in the right path then he would again give way to all the maddening influences of his bitter reflections and while in this mood had Satan suddenly stood before him, he would have succumbed. Yes, he would have succumbed. But the fiend had no longer any power to offer direct temptation to the wretched Wagner. Oh, if he could die that moment, how gladly would he release himself from an existence fraught with so much misery, But death was not yet within the reach of him who bore the doom of a werewolf. The morning dawned, and Ferdinand Wagner was still pacing the sand, dreading to meet Nisida again, and not daring to seek to avoid her were he to fly to the mountains or to the forests she would search after him and thus he would only be leading her into perils amidst yawning precipices where she might become the prey of the terrible anaconda to remain were anguish to fly were madness o oh, wretch miserable wretch that i am exclaimed wagner as he beheld the twilight so short in the tropics growing more powerful and knew that nisida would soon come forth from the hut in a few minutes the orb of day appeared above the orient wave and almost at the same time the lady made her appearance on the shore fernand thou hast not sought repose throughout the night just past she said advancing toward him and endeavoring to read upon his countenance the thoughts which filled his brain nisida he replied in a rapid and excited tone i have gone through so much during the last few hours that tis a marvel reason has maintained its seat if thou lovest me let us forget all those topics which have so strongly excited us both and let us unite our prayers that heaven will send the means to quit this isle and return to thy native land fernand said nisida in a tone of deep disappointment and reproach i was not prepared for this your words imply that you possess the power to aid my departure hence but that you resolve resolved not to use it is that your decision i scorn to deceive thee nisida by a direst falsehood in so serious a matter as this exclaimed wagner knowest thou my beloved at what price must be purchased the power which alone can enable me to effect thine return to italy canst thou divine the immeasurable sacrifice which i must make to gratify thy wishes Ferdinand, answered nisida in a reproachful yet resolute tone there is no price that i would not pay to obtain the means of pleasing thee there is no sacrifice that i would shrink from were your happiness at stake nisida ejaculated wagner in a tone of fearful excitement you drive me to despair, have mercy upon me, Nisida, have mercy upon me, my God, if you taunt me, if you reproach me, thus I will do all that you command, but force me not to believe, Nisida, why well beloved Nisida, that in espousing thee in the sight of heaven, I took to my bosom a fiend instead of a woman, a relentless demon in the most charming female shape that evil spirit ever bore, Oh, if you knew all, you would pity me as it is so wretched on earth you would not compel me to renounce every hope of salvation for no nisida he added his countenance wearing an expression of indescribable horror know that in demanding of me this last sacrifice you ordain that i should sell my immortal soul to satan for a moment nisida appeared shocked and appalled at the words which met her ears but she rather recoiled from the manner of fearful excitement in which they were uttered than from the intelligence which they conveyed he who truly loves she said coldly as she recovered her equanimity would make even that sacrifice and now listen fernand she continued her eyes flashing fire and her naked bosom heaving convulsively as she spoke while her splendid form was drawn up to its full height and her whole aspect sublimely terrible and wondrously beautiful even in that fit of agitated passion listen fernand she cried in her musical flute-like voice which however assumed the imperious accent and tone of command thou art a coward and unworthy such an earnest such a profound such a devoted love as mine if thou refusest to consummate a sacrifice which would make us both powerful and great as long as we live consider my ferdinand the spirit with whom thou wouldst league thyself can endow us with an existence running over centuries to come can invest us with eternal youth can place countless treasures at our disposal, can elevate us to the proudest thrones of Christendom. Oh, wilt thou spurn advantages like those? Wilt thou refuse to avail thyself of gifts that must render us so supremely happy? No, no, and we can return together to my native city, we can enter Florence in triumph. Thou no longer fearing the terror of the law, I no longer compelled to simulate the doom of the deaf and dumb. Our enemies shall lick the dust at our feet, and we shall triumph wherever success may be desirable oh i understand that beseeching appealing look fernand thou thinkest that i shall love thee less if this immense sacrifice be consummated that i shall look upon thee with loathing no not so and to convince thee that mine is a soul endowed with an iron will that mine is an energy which can grapple even with remorse i will reveal to thee a secret which thou hast perhaps never even suspected fernand she exclaimed now becoming absolutely terrible with the excitement that animated her fernand she repeated twas i who murdered thy girl agnes in the garden of thy mansion at florence thou thou nisida almost shrieked wagner wildly oh no no recall that dreadful avowal. and yet-oh yes i see it all my former suspicions are confirmed wretched woman what harm did the unfortunate agnes do to thee "'I saw in her arrival, Fernand, or fancied that she was so,' answered Nisida. "'I overheard your conversation with her that morning in the garden. "'I saw her embrace thee tenderly. "'Mine ears drank in her words. "'Oh, I remember them even now. "'She said, "'Oh, what a night of uneasiness have I passed, "'but at length thou art restored to me, "'thou whom I have ever loved so fondly, "'although I abandoned thee for so long a time. "'Were not those her very words?' and thou didst speak to her in a tone equally tender ah i have ever suspected that she was thy mistress although thou didst swear upon the cross in thy dungeon that she was not But so great was my love for thee that i smothered the dread suspicion suspicion repeated wagner in the penetrating tone of heart-rending anguish an anguish so intense that his brain whirled and he knew not what he said or did Oh, wretched woman and thou didst slay agnes on a mere suspicion "'I hated her, even before I entertained that suspicion,' exclaimed Nisida impatiently. "'For she was the mistress of my father. Thinkest thou that my quick ears had not gleaned the mysterious whisperings which frequently passed between my sire and his valet Antonio, relative to the lady who dwelt in seclusion at the abode of that menial's mother? Or thinkest thou that when I once obtained a clue to my father's degrading passion, I scrupled to watch him, to follow him, to learn all his proceedings?' no for it was the more easily to enact the spy upon my own father that originally simulated the doom of the deaf and dumb a purse of gold induced dame Margarita, antonio's mother to give me admission into her house though she also believed that i was really deprived of the faculties of hearing and of speech but often and often was i concealed in the chamber adjacent to that where my father passed hours with his mistress and it was not without advantage that i so acted for i discovered that amongst the presents which she had given her were the jewels which had belonged to my sainted mother that mother whose wrongs were so manifold and whose sufferings were so great yes that i possessed myself of those jewels leaving the girl the other gifts which she had received from my sire and now since i am involved in relations of such import i shall do well to inform thee fernand that i had seen and loved thee before thou didst come as a visitor to our mansion in florence for it was my habit to proceed occasionally to the dwelling of the good dr duras the depository of my grand secret in the feigned loss of faculties and while wandering alone in his garden i once beheld thee and the moment i beheld thee i loved thee often often after that would i visit the kind physician's grounds whereof i possessed a pass-key and my admiration of thee led me to pass the slight boundary which separated his garden from thine then i would approach the windows of thy dwelling and contemplate thee as thou wast seated in thy favorite apartment on the night of my father's funeral although so very late when all the subsequent business connected with the reading of the will was concluded my mind was so perturbed and restless that i could not sleep and quitting the Riverola mansion by a private door i sought the fresh air with the hope that it would calm me some vague and indescribable sentiment of curiosity or else something that i had heard on the return of the mourners relative to the strange scene enacted in the church i knew not which led me to the vicinity of your abode and there in your favorite room i beheld you seated listening attentively to some sweet words doubtless which agnes was breathing into your ear but she caught a glimpse of my countenance by the light of the lamps enough enough exclaimed wagner thou hast indeed cleared up innumerable mysteries but o but thou hast remained silent that thou hadst not drawn aside the veil which my elated opinion of thee has thrown over the suspicions that i admit from time to time and if i had told thee all this fernand interrupted nisida impatiently it is that thou mayest be convinced not only of the natural energy of my mind but also of the deep love which i bear thee and now-now that thou seest me in my true character a murderess if thou wilt she added with an emphasis of bitter scorn now canst thou refuse that sacrifice enough nisida enough crime has been perpetrated by both of us heaven knows ejaculated wagner still writhing with anguish produced by the avowal which had so lately met his ears oh accursed be the day blotted from the annals of time be the hour nisida when thy hand struck the fatal dagger into the heart of agnes what this to my face said nisida her countenance becoming crimson with indignation and not her face only but her swan-like neck her shoulders and her bosom then she was thy mistress ferdinand and thou didst love her while i fancied false one that thou art thine affections to be wholly and solely mine nisida exclaimed ferdinand cruelly bewildered you drive me to despair i know not whether to loathe thee for this avowal which thou hast made or to snatch thee to my arms abandon all hope of salvation and sacrifice myself entirely for one so transcendently beautiful as thou art for thy suspicions relative to agnes are ridiculous monstrous absurd for as surely as thou art there nisida as the heaven is above us and the earth beneath us as surely as that i love thee so well as to be unable to reproach thee more for the deed which thou hast confessed so surely nisida, was agnes my own granddaughter and i fernand wagner young strong and healthy as thou beholds me am fourscore and fifteen years of age nisida started in affright and then fixed a scrutinizing glance upon fernand's countenance for she feared that his reason was abandoning him that he was raving ah nisida i see that you do not credit my words he exclaimed and yet i have told thee the solemn sacred truth but mine is a sad history and a dreadful fate and if i thought that thou wouldst soothe my wounded spirit console not revile me pity not loathe me i would tell thee all speak Ferdinand. speak she cried and do me not so much wrong as to suppose that i could forget my love for thee that love which made me the murderer of agnes besides she added enthusiastically i see that we are destined for each other that the dark mysteries attached to both our lives engender the closest sympathies that we shall flourish in power and glory and love and happiness together wagner threw his arms around nisida's neck and clasped her to his breast he saw not in her the woman who had dealt death to his granddaughter he beheld in her only a being of ravishing beauty and wondrous mind so intoxicated was he with his passion and so great was the magic influence which she wielded o'er his yielding spirit then as her head reclined upon his breast he whispered to her in a few hurried but awfully significant words the nature of his doom the dread conditions on which he had obtained resuscitated youth an almost superhuman beauty a glorious intellect and power of converting the very clods of the earth into gold and precious stones at will and now dearest he added in a plaintive and appealing tone and now thou mayst divine therefore on the last day of every month i have crossed these mountains thou mayest divine too how my escape from the prison of florence was accomplished and though no mortal power can abridge my days though the sword of the executioner would fall harmless on my neck and the deadly poison curdle not in my veins still man can bind me in chains my disgrace is known to all florence but thou shalt return thither fernand exclaimed nisida raising her countenance and gazing upon him not with horror and amazement but in pride and triumph thou shalt return thither Ferdinand, armed with a power that may crush all thine enemies and blast with destructive lightning the wretches who would look slightingly on thee already thou art dearer far dearer to me than ever thou wast before for i love the marvellous i glory in the supernatural and thou art a being such women as myself can worship and adore and thou repinest at thy destiny thou shudderest at the idea of that monthly transformation which makes thy fate so grand because it is so terrible oh thou art wrong thou art wrong my ferdinand consider all thou hast gained how many many years of glorious youth and magnificent beauty await thee think of the power with which thy boundless command of wealth may invest thee oh thou art happy enviable blest but i i she added the impassioned excitement of her tone suddenly sinking into subdued plaintiveness as her charming head once more fell upon his breast I am doomed to fade and wither like the other human flowers of the earth oh that thought is now maddening while thou remainest as thou art now vested with that fine manly beauty which won my heart when i first saw thee and before i knew thee i shall grow old wrinkled and thou wilt loathe me i shall be like a corpse by the side of one endowed with vigorous life o oh, ferdinand this may not be and thou canst purchase the power to bestow unperishing youth and changing beauty upon me—the power, moreover, to transport us hence, and render us happy in inseparable companionship for long, long years to come. "'Merciful heavens, Nisida!' exclaimed Ferdinand, profoundly touched by the urgent, earnest appeal of the lovely siren whose persuasive eloquence besought him to seal his own eternal damnation. Wouldst thou have me yield up my soul to the enemy of mankind?' "'Do you hesitate? Can you even pause to reflect?' cried Nisida with whose tongue the demon himself was as if it were speaking Oh, ferdinand you love me not you have never never loved me and she burst into a flood of tears wagner was painfully moved by this spectacle which constituted so powerful an argument to support the persuasive eloquence of her late appeal his resolution gave way rapidly the more agonizing became her sobs the weaker grew his self-command and his lips were about to murmur the fatal assent to her prayer about to announce his readiness to summon the enemy of mankind and conclude the awful compact when suddenly there passed before his eyes the image of the guardian angel whom he had seen in his vision dim and transparent as the thinnest vapor yet still perceptible and with an expression of countenance profoundly mournful the apparition vanished in a moment but its effervescent presence was fraught with salvation tearing himself wildly and abruptly from nisida's embrace wagner exclaimed in a tone indicative of the horror produced by the revulsion of feeling in his mind no never never and fleet as the startled deer he ran he flew toward the mountains frightened and amazed by his sudden cry and simultaneous flight nisida cast her eyes rapidly around to ascertain the cause of his alarm thinking that some dread spectacle had stricken terror to his soul but ah what sees she why do her glances settle fixedly in one direction what beholds she in the horizon for a few moments she is motionless speechless she cannot believe her eyes then her countenance which has already experienced the transition from an expression of grief and alarm to one of suspense and mingled hope and fear becomes animated with the wildest joy and forgetting the late exciting scene as completely as if it had never taken place for with all her thoughts and feelings absorbed in the new the one idea which now engrosses her she turns her eyes rapidly round toward the mountains exclaiming Ferdinand, dearest Ferdinand, a assail. a sale. End of section 58